Hello, Character Arcana listeners. Welcome to the Character Arcana podcast. Welcome to a brand new season with a brand new world and brand new characters. I'm your Dungeon Master, Richard Bertelson, and joining me today is Brett Larimer, which I was going to do Nick first, but Brett was clearly taking a drink, so... (laughs) (laughs) That's just rude, sir. Bartholomew Biggins. And also Nick Slick. Grog Guzler. Grog, tell us at least what your character class and race is, and we'll go to Bard, Bardolomew too. <laughs> we'll go Grog to Bard. He's a uh, half goblin, half orc, and he's arcane archer. I now that you say it, and I'm picturing half goblin, half orc. I picture he's actually pretty tall, but really gangly and like hunched <laughs> over. <laughs> no, he's really short and really he's thick. A really tall goblin. He's he's short and really thick. Oh, he's just a super ripped like goblin. Gar- goblin dwarf, like oh, okay. like yes, goblin Hulk. I like it. Bartholomew. Yes. I think we can probably guess your class. <laughs> Is it that obvious? Yes, I'm Bartholomew Biggins. I'm a bard, and I'm a halfling. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of an info dump because we're establishing a new campaign. I promise no intro will ever be this long again. I did write it down, so I'm going to read it because I'm trying to get just the relevant information out. Welcome to Yggdrasil, a new setting uh, that is inspired by Norse mythology. In the beginning, there were two realms, Muspelheim, a plain of fire and ash, and ruled by the god Sutter, is the birth- birthplace of all material things. Niflheim, a plain of chilling mists and all things ethereal, is ruled by the goddess Hela. Ages ago, Sutter created the physical world of Midgard, drew its coasts and erected the mountains, and Hela breathed life into it, her mist providing the souls for all living beings. They have been at war ever since. Our journey begins on the continent of Yggdrasil. It is important to note that you will hear words that are familiar to you, but this world does not map directly to Norse mythology. Yggdrasil is the name of a continent. The other mythological realms are mortal cities on Yggdrasil. Asgard is a city, not a plain. Odin is a king. Thor is a prince. They're not gods. While the seven major cities of Yggdrasil are all independent, most of the cities have allied with one of two world powers. Asgard is a conquest-driven city usually backed by Midgard and Svartalheim. Vanaheim is an affluent city of elite intellectuals that is usually backed by Elfheim and Nidavellir. Over the centuries, countless wars have been fought between Asgard and Vanaheim, the last and most devastating of which left a swath of dead and desecrated land between the two nations. An uneasy peace has been held ever since. The giants of Jotunheim have remained neutral in all conflicts between the Asir and Vanir, a luxury afforded to them by their viciously defended borders. Midgard is the only city in Yggdrasil where its citizens aren't born with inherent magical abilities. This has sown anger among its citizens, and a new religion has been gaining power in the region ever since. The Staventry is a faith that worships the intellect and ingenuity of humans. It has banned the unauthorized use of magic within its borders of Midgard, and in with the order wherever they may practice. So what I mean by that is, they have the most power in Midgard where celebrating non-magical people is obviously the clear, <laughs> the most beneficial to be. But the church does exist in other places where their followers still aren't allowed to use magic, but they don't have the power in those cities to make it actually illegal. So these people are always against the use of magic, but it's only illegal in one place. Magic is outlawed. (laughs) Also, I have small heart to be small giant one day of... Of Jotunheim? Of, of Jotunheim. Jotunheim. I do like that they're just like, nah, we will not <laughs> get involved in the petty affairs of humans. It's his life goal to be small giant, welcomed as small giant. 
You're a tall giant to me, so. <laughs> that you're tall in our hearts. That warms my my well, cold well, dead heart. We're almost done, I promise. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry. <laughs> the Staventry has established an order of knights whose sole purpose is to hunt and prosecute anyone that engages in unauthorized magic. Mages must practice under the auspices of the priesthood or be named apostate and be hunted and imprisoned or killed by the order of the staves. Grog snaps finger and makes clothes clean with magic. (laughs) So that is worth noting. Um, At least when in Midgard, you have to be careful about where you cast magic. That being said, not every citizen gives a shit. Um, But, you know, um, in other places, you can be far less careful because even though the church will frown upon it, it's, you know, you can just tell them to go fuck themselves. (laughs) You would label me as an apostate in a game. <laughs> you you would. Well, that is actually where we are right now, is that you guys have been hired by a man named Sigurd, who has been accused of being... Wait, say that with, it's with an S? Sigurd. Sigurd? Sigurd. Okay. Just want to make sure I heard that word right. You have been hired by a man named Sigurd who has been accused of being an apostate. He hopes that you can clear his name of this misunderstanding. You do not know this man, but he has paid you 2,000 gold each in advance and promised 2,000 more uh, when the job is done. And for that kind of money, you simply could not say no. I mean, I would have said yes for less. It's like it's a good motto, yes for less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, when it boils down to it, I mean, you have to be able to eat it's, tomorrow. It's your... It's your <laughs> oh my God. It's your motto as a mercenary, but what it means is you'll get less <laughs> if you say yes to your services. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, definitely quality goes down with, quality is way down. with less pay, you know, but the jobs still get done. It just, you know, may not be with neat, tidy little bow. We were hired as a, a duo. Like, we already know each other, right? more or less up to you but I, I kind of assumed you guys did like i assumed we've worked together before i can tell you guys that there, w- there was a time when i planned the session that you did start in a tavern and that's not what we're doing now but in that i think i imagined bardalem you playing and and grog just being like his bodyguard but like it was all just an act you guys were really like mercenaries but that's just how you got work is that's how we got around. work yeah. okay that's actually kind of a cool backstory <laughs> You're my my Gork bodyguard while I play the hurdy-gurdy to <laughs> possibly tens. Okay. I see what we've done oh, here. And this is going to get real ugly real quick. All right, so we're not going to go with that one. Uh, so you, at, the, at the southern end of Igastrail is a peninsula, colloquially called the Root. On the eastern shore is Jotunheim, and just across the mountain range to the west is Midgard, a few mere smi- Smiles. <laughs> that is definitely how I measure by is, smiles. Is smile. Smiles. <laughs> Hands is across exactly America. Six inches. I have six inch smile. That so is kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of the underbite. Ah, it just, you know, no, it really sense. goes out to the side. More of a haunting grin than a smile. <laughs> <laughs> A few mere miles south of Midgard is the quiet forest village of Nottonwood. The region around Midgard is rich rolling plains where a substantial amount of the continent's food is grown. Nottonwood is a lumber producing town on the forest edge south of the city. (laughs) I can't. Every time. (laughs) You follow the well-trodden dirt path through the forest, you come upon a clearing. 
The Oak Seat Inn stands front and center on the road. Behind it is a small collection of thatch-roofed homes, a small smithy, and a lumber mill. At the center of the clearing is a stave church. It appears as a small tower, perhaps three stories tall. It is constructed of wood, each of its three layers adorned with A-frames and pointed ridges. The support structure of the church, a series of large pointed stakes that bear the weight of the holy building, are clearly seen jutting from its roof. These staves hold up each and every church in the faith and are where the order of mage hunting knights of the church derive their name, the order of the staves. In front of the stave church is a small platform with a man whose arms and head are held in place by stockades. A priest adorned in the garnet tabard with gold trim that is customary of the staventry is speaking to a small crowd gathered around the prisoner. So you guys are approaching the scene. There are so many puns going on here <laughs> that I can't even wrap my brain around it. I can't even. You noticed that I started speeding up because I just knew. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you play with fire. <laughs> you were like, nope, can't give them a breath. Oh, God. They have an opening. They're just going to get in there. They're going <laughs> to dig in like hornets. <laughs> that was uh, smart. So this is a very small town, and so when I say a crowd is gathered, it's like seven people tops. It, okay, and, that's and what I was thinking. They're not that interested, just nothing really happens here. So they're kind of gathered around, and this priest, who looks way too fancy to be out in this podunk town, like he is clearly the head of this place, like the church here at least, and he is pointing to the man in the stockades, this prisoner, kind of lurched over, and his arms and head are like stuck. And this priest goes... What we have here is an apostate causing all sorts of mystical and magical hoo-ha to happen around our quiet town. Hoo-ha? There is only one solution here. We chop off his head. If he casts a spell in his own defense, we know his guilt. Should he die, he dies a clean soul, an innocent man. What say you? The crowd, like, half-heartedly applauds. The priest is now, like, waving for someone to bring an axe. Uh, I assume that's our guy. As the priest waves his hands for the axe person, I make sparks come out of, of his fingertips. Oh, God. Can you do that? You make sparks come out of his fingertips? Out of his fingertips. Ooh, label him an apostate in the same motion. You casting prestidigitation? I am. <laughs> Beautiful. Now that's a play. I'm going to roll like an arcana perception on him just to see if he knows like... Ooh, these could be like supernatural priests. He waves for the the headsman and sparks fly out of his hands and he legit freaks the fuck out. <laughs> oh, oh shit! <laughs> and he falls over and Grog goes, He's a witch! <laughs> He's a witch! <laughs> um, UCB, uh, roll me a deception check. You like this was my play. You I like really this. like it. It's working. Right, so that, I mean that was a six total. As the priest falls over and is like sort of crawling backwards away from the magical effect. Behind him are two staves, two knights of this religious order. Oh god. They move forward and they draw their sword. Unfortunately, they are not deceived into believing the priest cast it. <laughs> they are now like surveying the crowd. <laughs> Grog, that was a great play, bud, but I think right. we might have might have backfired on us a little bit here. Well, you know, it was worth a shot. And no, it was it was good. I liked it. Uh I went for the most obvious pretty... thing first. You know, he waved his hand. Yeah, no, I liked it. It is traditional. I ha- how was you that know. the most obvious to you, Grog? It, 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 it's just the 
the first thing that popped into my like brain. 17 steps ahead, you little goblin. <laughs> the guards help uh, help get the priest up, and the priest looks around. They do spot you guys, because this is a small town. They know you guys are different. What, the orc and the halfling? <laughs> Grog waves. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I still say he's a witch. I will say that he doesn't know that you cast the spell on him, um, but he does say, what is the meaning of this? This I think the word you're looking for is intrusion. Yes. Hello. My name is Grog, Grog Guzler. Sigurd. What is their We're looking for Sigurd. 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 Sigurd? Sigurd. Gertie Hurdy. Is there a Sigurd? You see the person in the stockade does like raise one wrist as much as he can. Oh, okay. I thought that might yeah, be him. Yeah. Okay, so the, we are, uh, it's a good thing we did something. Yeah, huh? we are here for this man, this, this person that you have. The priest goes. Certainly, you don't mean to be his defense in this matter. Um, Look at even in captivity, he still manages to cast his wicked magic on me. That is exactly why we are here. We are here to take him to stand much larger trial. So he can be a bigger example to a much larger audience of delinquent followers. Our client was framed for apostasy You're by... You're going opposite way of what I was saying. Oh, sorry. You are, this is not cohesive. Bigger trial? I was just explaining our side of the trial. He, he was framed. The priest waves for the headsman again. <laughs> um, Sigurd. <laughs> uh, Sigurd goes, hey, hey boys. Over here, over here. We scoot a little closer to the stage. Well, you could have just kept your mouth shut, and then maybe we could have rolled deception. I didn't know I had the right to be silent, too. I thought that was just for him. <laughs> I like where you guys' head is at, but uh, you can just ask him to release me during the investigation. That is, that's within our laws. There's more that I can tell you. I am not an apostate, but if they find out who I really am, they'll have other reasons to kill me. So if you guys can just get me into your custody, take me somewhere quiet, and then I'll tell you what's going on. Grog uh, turns around. We have accepted to be representation of our client and request that he receive a day in court to defend himself legally. Uh, the priest holds up his hand again, and the headsman stops. He's, he's getting really frustrated. The headsman's like, <laughs> he's like rolling his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I am now Grog Guzler Esquire. Esquire? Esquire. Esquire. You're doing great, buddy. This is well within his rights, but I would ask the two of you, instead of just taking this apostate's word, maybe you'll do some investigating before he's with you. I have already been paid partial for services, so I would just like to go... We, if we have reached an agreement verbally without physical altercation. He is quite dangerous, but he looks over to the guard. You see Grog pulls out his flail and attempts to do some, like, oh, Michelangelo oh, nunchuckery. Oh, you're trying to convince him that you can protect. Okay. <laughs> uh, do, you can do performance or deception or persuasion. You can pick whatever one. Can I play my hurdy-gurdy while he's doing that? Yes, absolutely. So you can get an advantage on it because... That was much better of a role. Bartholomew is playing... Anytime Grog goes for something like this, I immediately am just like... Nee, nee, nee. <laughs> and it's 16 plus 8. You just see Grog just do this beautiful Bruce Lee nunchuck Enchanting. routine with flails. Very well. You have 
24 hours to prove this man innocent, or we take him back into custody. If we see any strange, magical goings-ons, goings-on, <laughs> we're gonna find you. And he waves to one of the guards, one of when the he states. waves his hand again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the guard comes up and unlocks the stockades, and Sigurd gets out of the stockades. Um, Bartholomew, roll me a perception check. Twelve. This guy's really tall. The guard? Uh, the guy, uh, Sigurd, when he gets out of the stockades. Oh. Oh. Uh, Sigurd, like, rubs his wrist as he gets free, and he comes up to you guys, who are both very small. <laughs> Whoa. Does he have bluish skin? All right. Uh, did no, you, no. Would, he... Did you drink a lot of milk? What was secret? Uh, good genes. I'll... Let me take you guys back to to my home, and I'll tell you what's really going on. Are you going to carry me? Uh, I can. <laughs> I mean, Does that, that mean would I have be to really walk? awesome. I don't. I don't. I did just, you know, perform services oh, for that's you. That's true. Do you want to like ride on his shoulders? Yes. <laughs> All right. Krog gets on Sigurd's shoulders, <laughs> and they walk down. How tall is this motherfucker? <laughs> um, he's like he's about seven foot tall. Like, Jesus Christ! Like he's not so tall that he seems impossible. But he's noticeably taller than your average human. Grog sure. starts to get motion sickness. <laughs> he jumps down off of. <laughs> he, he face plants. <laughs> oh, son of bitch! Sigurd just picks you up by like you have your bow slung over your back, and he just holds. It's like a bag handle. He just purse. Holds you. He's just don't him ever purse. do that again. I am not a purse. <laughs> You look great up there, Croc. Uh, you notice that he lives quite a ways out of town. Like, you guys walk for a good solid half hour, and you come to this small cottage that's pretty unassuming, and it's just in the middle of nowhere in the forest. He lets you guys in, and he says, I'm not an apostate. I don't, I don't actually know magic, but the magical happenings are because I think I've been cursed. Like werewolf? Like uh, you've been bitten by werewolf or vampire no. or some kind of other thing? Ghost pirates. Yes, did you die and get resurrected as a zombie? Doubloon that you got from a yes. treasure chest and now you're in the moonlight. Did you say some a name in a mirror like three times? Candyman. Everything you guys are saying is like a previously on. We just didn't see it with these characters. They've all they've seen all of these things before. <laughs> this is a very specific dimension realm. Did you go camping once at a really really weird lake? <laughs> but Did no. you grow up on Elm Street? <laughs> Did you find a doll? You see, I wanted a spell cast on me by my my wife. Because she was an apostate. You needed a bigger penis. <laughs> that is why you are so large. She made you big and not your penis. And that was why she left you. I understand now, my friend. I am so sorry. It only looks small proportionally. It is quite normal in size. <laughs> we all like tell a, ourselves what we have to tell ourselves. For like ourselves, a regular buddy. sized man. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> she reaches under like his tunic and pulls out a necklace, and on that necklace, gold doubloon is a phylactery. You guys roll me history checks. A phylactery. A phylactery. An eleven. Six. Bartholomew, this is a necklace. 
It's a very pretty necklace. Grog, I will say that you know at least this much, which is this is something that staves wear. Holy knights in the Staventry. You know that only they have them, and you don't necessarily know what they do, though. But they all wear one. A Did you kill the man and take his necklace? Or are you one of them? Are you a knight of the stave? I was. Um, oh. You see, these phylacteries, they... um. One of the things that the staves have to do is they have to go and hunt the mages who are apostates. And whenever a mage registers with the Staventry, uh, we get a little bit of their blood. And these phylacteries allow us to track them. I was set to track a woman named Elena, an apostate mage. And I tracked her for years. And when I found her... um, You fucked her. On the long walk back... We fell in love. Yeah, okay. I, well, I was right on point, yes. apparently. With my normal-sized penis. <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> it, is, it is very traditional story. Man is sent to kill woman. Man finds beautiful half-naked woman that is much younger than him. He cannot resist temptation. He decides not to kill her. Then the government is angry at him for not completing tasks. Now your life is in danger over love. And you have resorted to asking us wonderful people to help you get back to your one dearest true. Pretty close. Um, <laughs> she brought us here because there's a site of tremendous power nearby. And she was going to try to cast a spell on me to remake my identity so we would never have to worry about it ever again. No one would know who I am. Oh, okay, like permanent rogue spell. Yes, but this kind of permanent magic to completely change who I am required this site of power. We went there, she cast the spell... She kind of disappeared, and ever since, there has been this something inside me that randomly generates magic, mainly in times of heightened emotional states. I would assume that would be your wife. That's kind of what it sounds like. You think to she me. might be trapped inside me? Yeah, that, um, that's maybe quite literally. It is kind of what happens. It's like this really old story I I did once. It was uh, it was called Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> and it was about this boy, and he tried to bring someone back from the dead and killed his brother, but trapped his brother's soul. Anyway, it it has happened before. I'm hoping that if we can remove this power, if that's if that's my Elena, then great. That these random effects will stop, and then Elena and I can just start a new life somewhere else. This ritual site did have these two strange stones on it that seemed to be what actually amplified the power. I would take you there if you are willing to. Okay, have second pitch real quick. If if not, we completely it's you know we move on to, to stones, and and no bygones be bygones. I could just kill you and you would both die and be together in afterlife grog he's gonna pay us afterwards he can't pay us if he's dead no offense i'm just saying that i mean we've been paid for half the job if i kill him now that's just that's half job i need there is no other half of job to begin with i need at least three thousand to catch up on my child support okay i can't i need the money man. Uh, i mean that is what you get for sleeping with so many women do you have to bring that up right now we're on a job you have the voice of an angel (sighs) 
Okay, well, thank you. But still, we're, we're on a job, and I need the money, man. Fine, I guess. I take offer to murder you he off table. He was kidding, Sigurd. He's not going to kill you. He looks to Grog. I would appreciate it if you run any ideas by your halfling friend. <laughs> <laughs> I will be the voice for this duo, yes, sir. I told you you could refuse and let bygones be bygones, that we would go on with your idea about rubbing stones. I didn't actually say touch them. I don't, she didn't touch them, but they seem to magnify power. I don't know, we could destroy them, we could take them, we could touch them. We, I don't know, man. I'm assuming that they're stones that if you rub them and it is, or kiss them like a Blarney stone. Uh-huh. Guys, this conversation about rocks is getting a little erotic for my taste. Erotic? He rocked it. <laughs> well played, Grog. Well played. <laughs> Sigurd quickly closes the drawer, and you, you guys catch a glimpse of rock porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen that one. That was, it was called Rolling Stones. <laughs> I'm too short for the drawer that it was in. I can't even see. I, see the... I just assumed you were just slightly taller than me. Shouldn't I be shorter than you as a halfling? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I figure a god would be pretty similar in height. Yeah. That's what I'd assume. They, so we're I can both see them about being pretty the same. small, though. Okay. Yeah. That's why we're I'm a perfect duo. I'm thick. You're thick. I'm half thick. Halfling. Uh, if you guys are ready to head to... First, I get to show you the spot. you guys have any questions for him or about the town or anything like that? It's fine if you don't, but I don't know. Or about this job or... Were you you wait, are you stop? not going with us? No, he's going with you. He's gonna show okay, you. Okay, no, I have no questions okay, then. Okay. I mean, I just we're just going to go in unless we're sneaking. Are we sneaking in? Do we have to sneak? This sacred. This is a sacred spot that people people know about it. Okay. Um, but it's not. It's like a. It's not like guarded or anything. It's like a park. It's like a park. Yeah. Okay. But there, there, park with there was nothing. Power. Is there anyone that will recognize you since you are wanted the criminal? I think that the only people who would care is the Staventry, and right now they know that I'm in your care. So as long as I'm with you guys, it's fine. There okay. was there were no things there when when we went to go when Elena went to cast the spell. It was just the the site. Perhaps things you could not see, for you didn't know magic yet. Very possible. So, Sigurd, Sigurd leads you guys out of his little uh, hut and back into the forest. He keeps an eye on you guys <laughs> as you guys <laughs> leave. <laughs> Naturally. Grog I pay no attention to this. Low-key threatened to kind kill of him. whistles a little bit as he walks. <laughs> Just really happy. <laughs> the dwarf hat that he's wearing in real life is not helping his case. I'm imagining like one of the seven dwarves <laughs> skipping through. <laughs> but I'm whistling Batman theme song. Oh, it was Batman. Do we know what Batman is? I mean, they were stolen. Is man with bat curse. <laughs> yes. Man, man with, with bat, bat curse. curse. Much like our friend up there. <laughs> Keeps looking back all shifty at us for some reason. That's weird. It's probably because I offered to murder him. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I would look back at me, too. By now, you guys have walked from town to his house, and from his house, he's taking you through. It's starting to get dim. Like, it's not night yet, but it's like the magic hour. Did he change uh, clothes, at least? Like, I assumed he was in, like, some sort of prisoner gown. Yes. Was he tomatoed at some point? He was not tomatoed. <laughs> um, remember, there were, only, like, there were only, like, seven people who didn't really give a shit. Uh, that's right. <laughs> not one person threw tomato at stock, I'm boy. Potato? I am shamed. But he is just wearing, like, torn peasant pants in like a white tunic it is something that either they dragged him out of bed wearing this or they gave him the plainest clothes imaginable he does not seem to be armed with anything it's just him this man used to be one of the knights yeah and he didn't prepare 
to take us to the place where he may or may not have been cursed <laughs> in any sort of way. Now I don't trust him. You guys exit uh, the forest and you hear the sound of waves crashing far below. You guys are on like a cliff, like imagine the cliffs of Dover um, in the UK, these large cliff faces. Long way down, better watch your steps. It's not funny. Stop it. It'd be just as bad for it's you It's even two. longer because of how short we are. <laughs> It's not funny. <sighs> but the forest right before the cliff face does give way to this grassy clearing. Amidst the sound of water crashing against the crags below, the only thing you see other than the starry sky and sheer cliff drop is a circle of ancient stone gateways arranged in a circle redundant, Richard. Picture Stonehenge except instead of a large stones. The pillars are made of dozens, if not hundreds, of rocks carefully positioned and stacked to create the circle. So instead of these large slabs that create those, those druid circles like in the UK and across Europe, these are... They look the same. They're still like these gateways with like arms and like a topper piece, but they are like cairn stones. They're hundreds of large, but much smaller than those rocks that are carefully positioned, balancing just right. Please don't tell me we're about to Jenga this bitch. <laughs> no Jenga. This is an ancient is, site. Are the stones that we are grabbing like already on the ground? Give me a perception check. 13. 21. Nice. Okay, Bartholomew, you start really carefully looking over this ancient spot. You think you're starting to piece something together when Grog very clearly points to, on the northern end, the stone pillars that are there, up at the top of it, which this thing's like 12 feet tall, there is a bluish blackish stone the other stones are all just like slate colored there's normal stones and this one is like this bluish blackish and it's glowing a faint blue and on the southernmost one is one that's kind of glowing a reddish black okay next question now i have pointed out that there are beautiful stones mixed in with these droll other ones if we take the stones out of these i guarantee you whole thing is going to fall apart so we're going to be in big trouble. We're going to have to run away very quickly. Either that or we, vol- we, we do some kind of magic invoke thing. Demon appears and we have to fight demon. Sigurd steps into the circle where you guys are to look at you know, what you guys see. And the stones start to glow even more intensely. Oh boy. Um, and they start <laughs> to... Act- jumps back and pulls out a flail. <laughs> um, everyone roll initiative. Oh, God. Ah, damn it. Damn. <laughs> Grog is on a roll right now. What'd you get? 22 on my Noise. initiative. I reacted quickly. 14. Do you have one flail or two flails? So it's thick handle with with two, two okay. balls on, on the end okay. of it, and yeah. I can take it apart. I'm fine with that, yeah. So the stones glow bright. Grog jumps back. The stones are definitely doing something right now. But they're in initiative order, and Grog goes first. Grog, what's happening? I do not know what we have started, but we have started a chain reaction of events that are going to lead to our doom if we do not react quickly. Okay. (laughs) What do we do? Uh, Sager does say... This, these stones, they lit up when she cast the spell before, too, but I, I'm, I truly am not magical. I don't know what she did. Tall man. Yes. Come over here and give me boost. I'm going to try to use him to climb up to 
the whatever stone I'm closest to. Uh, I think you're closer to the bluish blackish one. If you, you can roll in athletics or acrobatics and you can do it at advantage because Sigurd will give you the help action. He, he, he reaches down, we'll do acrobatics. It was an 18 and then plus eight. Damn, Grog. Uh, Sigurd, <laughs> Sigurd kneels down to give you like a, for you to put your foot on it, but you just use it to leap from his hand to his shoulders to his head up to the stone. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even realize what happened by the time you're already up there grabbing the stone. Do you grab the stone? I do. Grog grab reaches down and plucks the stone. Okay, you pull the stone out. You have the stone in your hand and you feel it pulse with a powerful energy. Oh, tickles. You hear a screeching sound, and (laughs) this doesn't come from the stone. I want that to be clear. But as if from one of the gateways that the stone's uh, pillars make up, a wraith appears. Damn it. (laughs) This wailing woman in tattered clothing. Uh, Sigurd gets kind of wide-eyed. He says that that looks like Elena, but that can't be her. That can't be. Um, and the, the wraith does go, Yeah, no, I'm not that fucking bitch. I'm looking for another fucking bitch, though. It is an angry wraith. <laughs> I'm just using her stupid fucking body. Um, it's, and you see it's not, it's not that she's using her physical body. She just looks like the appearance. Like, this is an ethereal creature that is just manifesting itself in something it's seen gotcha. recently. The pulsing crystal, you also feel it seems to... Be drawing something out of Sigurd. Like, whatever his curse is, is related to this, because they're kind of, like, pulling at each other. You feel it, like, pulling at him. Well, I think he's going to uh, pocket the stone, uh, and then he's going to equip his bow, and he's going to yell to Bartholomew, Get the other stone! Can I use him for a boost, too? We are going to test the waters here, and he knocks back a regular arrow. He does not whisper to it at all for just to uh, see if a regular arrow does any damage to the wraith. Oh, yeah? Gave me an attack roll. It's still only a 13. <laughs> you hit? Oh, shit. 10 total damage. The arrow does fly through it. It seems to disrupt the material, but it is resistant to piercing damage and takes 5 damage instead. Uh, all right. Regular weapons are going to be slightly less effective against this creature. That makes it on initiative 20. Oh, God. The stones do something. (laughs) Oh, shit, it's in my pocket. (laughs) Are you still holding it? It's in my pocket, yeah. The stone that's in your pocket does seem to emanate some kind of power. Whoa! (laughs) The orange stone shoots out the spark. The blue stone that's in your pocket, Grog, kind of emanates a mist, and they meet, (laughs) and a steam method is born. You just gave birth to a goddamn... You just jizzed a demon you have to fight. (laughs) It's ectoplasm. First time I've ever regretted coming. (laughs) (laughs) That makes it Sigurd's turn. Sigurd, were we supposed to take the stones or destroy them? I truly don't know. (laughs) Um, And he looks over to the wraith that kind of looks like Elena, and he's like, how dare you do this to her? And he starts to just fume and... You see veins start to pop out of his arms and neck. 
And his mouth opens as if he's about to scream, and a magical power emanates from the stones once again, and shoot towards him. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, because you're still on top <laughs> every, of him. Every <laughs> time, every fucking time. I'm gonna have to remove this from my pocket, or I'm gonna have to change pants. Oh God. Sigurd went into a rage. Sigurd is a wild magic barbarian. So in combat, if he goes into a rage, he gains certain bonuses to attack and damage. Also, each rage starts with a wild magic effect. He's unaware of this. He is not like a practice wild magic barbarian. This is a representation of, the, of what he believes is a curse on him. Gotcha. Um, so this is the weird magic happenings that the priest was talking about. The things would just go weird and for seemingly no reason. But it happens when he rages. What oh, happens shit. now... Saigard got angry. He opens his mouth to scream. And instead of a scream... A tentacle lashes out. Oh, shit. What the fuck? That is fucking weird. <laughs> and the tentacle tries to lash out at the wraith. Well, at least it's going after the right person. Or thing, creature, it, uh, whatever he would like to be called at. Name's misleading. I feel like he might have some control over his state. Sigurd does... I, well, he's got a tentacle coming out of his throat instead of a tongue. Sigurd's so. throat tentacle does hit. He's got a kraken in his belly. Uh, this wraith takes four damage. Four tentacle damage? Four tentacle damage. It's like a reverse porno. Or is it? Well, they're coming out instead of going in. What about the suction cups on the tentacles? Yeah, is it like more of like a worm Is it like tentacle? an octopus tentacle? Octopus, is it just like a squid. like a weird tentacle? I think it's octopus. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's, there's uh, suckers, there's on, suckers it. on it. It lashes out. The wraith takes some damage. Um, Sigurd then is going to attack the wraith. Does it, like, slurp back into his mouth like Lady in the Tramp? Uh, no, actually, it kind of falls off. Like, like he bites it off? And yeah, and it falls on the ground. And badass. It's, it stays there. It's, like, Bullshit. writhing, and it's, like, bent up like a snake looking around. And Sigurd is losing his shit, wildly punching at this wraith. He hits twice. Okay, let's put that away for later, though. I'll make sushi. 18 half. He deals 9 damage to this wraith. And Sigurd, while he's punching, like, you can see the rage in him that it should sound like, ah, but, and his mouth is open to doing that, but he's still not making any sound. Silent. Silent barbarian. He has, he seems to, whatever interdimensional rift or magic thing that produced this tentacle, seems to also have just silenced him for now, at least. He's a oh. muted wild barbarian. That is wild. <laughs> this has gotten very strange. Bardolomew, it's your turn. And the stone. Can the I stone? St there's still a stone up there. Yeah. And it's like way above me, though. You said because you guys are so foot. short, it is very high for you guys. <laughs> I could attempt to throw my dancing sword up there, but I don't know if yeah. that'll. Will that knock the stone out? I tried pulling this stone out of the thing, and it did nothing. Maybe we should try smashing the other one. Uh, Grog, give me a, give me an arcana check. An 18. Grog, this stone that you have in your pocket, now that Sigurd has gone into a wild magic rage, it feels very powerful, and you should give it a whirl on your next turn. So maybe, oh, oh, I'm cold. feeling something in my pants. <laughs> something strong. You look over and firm. You look over and pulsating. <laughs> 
You look over as you feel this thing in your pants and Sigurd in his rage has ripped his shirt. And <laughs> when someone asks me if that is just something in my pocket, I don't know if I can just say no <laughs> or yeah. It is a little of both. Bardamu has a, a flying sword that he can throw up into the air as bonus action and then manipulate it as bonus actions on all of his turns. Yeah, I'm just going to use my bonus action to throw it up there and attempt to uh, attempt to get it to dislodge itself from the gate. Give me a sleight of hand check. I or an arcana check because you're manipulating something magical. It's yeah, fine. it is a yeah. sleight of steel. Like that. Dirty 20. Nice. Um, the sword gently enters the crevice <laughs> and just carefully positions itself to pop it out in a way that with a 20, it pops it in your direction and give me a athletics check to see if you can catch it. Remember to keep your eye on the ball. Hands up, glove out. Ten. That was exactly where I put the DC. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be easy, but you could drop it. Um, as you catch the stone, um, out of that causeway, like that arch. Can we say it bounces uh, off of his face and into his hands? Into his hands, sure. <laughs> um, Still caught it. Another whale uh, and another wraith um, comes out. Now you guys are... God damn it. On the south side, I the north told side. you to destroy it, not to pop it off. You look like you were having a good time with yours. I am so far, but it also is well, created right issues because I have opened the door for demon, and then oh, I yeah. came a demon, and then now it's probably your turn. That's how they get you. So one Flesh of these, Heisen. one of these wraiths is vaguely blue, and one of these wraiths is vaguely red. Um, they do look the same though. Like they both look like they're just using this woman's. Maybe image. your wraith will fight my wraith, like Pokemon. And uh, Pokemon. <laughs> the the red one does come out and look at the blue one, <laughs> and it does say. You bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. That is the bitch that you were looking for. That is the bitch I was looking for. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's the one who's currently getting beat the shit out of saying that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, Bardolomew, you have essentially just used a bonus action and a minor action. You can still do something. Um, also, just a quick aside, you feel the same things with your stone that uh, Grog feels. It feels like it's powerful. It feels like that power is somewhat connected to Sigurd and his rage has only made it more powerful. Bartholomew can feel the power in his hands and he decides to see what happens. He, he starts twisting it like it's like a cryptic <laughs> glyph. He starts giving it a real Indian sunburn, you know what I'm saying? For, he twisted more than three times you're playing with it. For listeners out there, I'm going to hand Bartholomew a comically large dice. It is a D8, and Bartholomew is going to roll on Sigurd's wild magic table and get a wild magic effect harnessed through the stone. Oh, I'm going to get it. You're going to get it. Oh, boy. Maybe I'll turn into a big man. Or maybe you'll get smaller. Five. Bartholomew, you are pulling at this rock and twisting at it. It seems like it's not really doing anything. And so when you, like, you start getting frustrated. And as your hand slips off of it, because you're just trying to muscle it so much, opening it for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Even though you have nothing to suggest that it's a container of any kind. (laughs) I thought maybe it was like one of those bank things. And you just don't get it. But then when your hand slips and it makes this that that motion, um, you send a shockwave of force out from you. (laughs) And you feel this barrier around you. And now for as long as Sigurd is raged... If anything hits you with a melee attack, it takes 1d6 force damage from this field that's around you. <laughs> it's a time dilation field <laughs> shield. Um, you guys can activate those stones. 
Grog, the other one does also let you roll on his table. I will tell you guys that if you roll the same thing as him or the same thing as each other, I will move up or down the table one so that everyone has a unique effect. Or we have same thing and both of us have now raised energy shields like in Star Trek. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you guys want him to be able to duplicate, that's fine with me. Um, <laughs> I want to see what happens if we both have shield and run into each <laughs> other. <laughs> Crazy asshole. <laughs> Pancake this motherfucker. That makes it the one of the Wraith's turn, the first the first Wraith's turn. First Wraith. First Wraith. First Wraith. She sees that red bitch and she just lets out an awful, awful shriek. Everyone make a constitution saving throw. Does my barrier only protect against physical damage? Only physical damage. Dang it. 17. 22. The party is all fine. The little steam method that it appeared before just dies. It just dies. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm a little sad. I felt like, you know, it was a part of me in some small way. Some um, small DNA way. Mine. <laughs> like a child. Um, it's the other Wraith's turn right after that Wraith's turn. Everyone make a constitution saving That throw. I raised without the warmth of a woman's womb. What's this happening? The other making the other wraith is doing the same thing essentially. Oh, okay. This one's a little closer. It's eleven. I got a nat fuck. Okay. Good news. The first wraith dies. Um, <laughs> bad news. You both died. <laughs> Damn. Immediately. You go to zero hit points, and we'll make death saving throws on your next turn. Oh my Jesus. god. <laughs> Luckily, the method died, and the other wraith died. So there's only one wraith left. But it just murdered us. Is Sigurd <laughs> alive? Sigurd is alive. Uh, that does make it Grog's turn, though. <laughs> Grog, give me a death saving throw. Oh, no. It's a seven. Uh, you have one fail? Yeah. Um, that makes it the... This is the layer action. Um, because the stones are in your guys' possession, they are not going to give birth to another method now. <laughs> that makes it Sigurd's turn. Sigurd's going to run over to one of you guys and use one of your potions. Yeah, it was the red one killed the blue one. And he was fighting the blue one, so he doesn't have to take an opportunity attack. He's just going to run over to... Grog is closer. Um, expend however much of your potion as you want to. For the people at home, we have little bottles with dice in them that they can use as potions... And he just chugged the whole bottle. <laughs> he will use his bonus action to get Grog up, and then he'll run over to Bartholomew and use his full action to get Bartholomew up. But he won't be able to attack or anything. He can command his tentacle as a bonus action, uh, but he will have used all of his stuff. So he won't be able to do anything oh, offensive. Shit. He can only bring oh, you guys up. What the fuck just happened? Rolls to your life bard, and then it'll be your turn when you're done with that. I don't understand what just the bitch screamed. She screamed and everything went dark. There was a light. And a voice was telling me to come towards it, and then there was another voice that was telling me to come towards the darkness, and it was really scary. Uh, Sigurd tries to talk to you, Grog, but he still can't speak. Nothing's coming out. Okay, that's really unfortunate. I feel like you're teasing me, and I do not appreciate this. <laughs> yes, you healed me, and then you tease me. <laughs> For the listeners at home, Bardalimu was more uh, conservative. <laughs> he saved a little juice for later. <laughs> 17 nice. HP. Sigurd brought you back, Bardalimu, on his turn. So now it's your turn. I'm going to cast Shatter at the Wraith. 
because it just tried to kill me in the same way by screaming at me. And Bartholomew, when he wakes up, he's always just ready to fight because he's assuming something knocked him out. He doesn't sleep well. There have been many a night where I have seen him knocked out by men who have come back to see him with their woman. <laughs> and she's clearly somehow just instantly pregnant. <laughs> Every fucking he time. Has very That's strong where the rage comes from. Genes. <laughs> Yeah, Bartholomew gets up and just indignantly, like a toddler, screams at the wraith. Uh, what did you read me what Shatter does, though? <laughs> a sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts from the point of your choice. Each creature within a 10-foot radius must make a constitution save throw. Uh, Sigurd will also have to make that save because he was right next to you and brought you up. I think I can choose a point. Oh, you want to choose it like just outside so that she's on the edge of it and you're not getting yeah, both like of them? Yeah, like basically oh, focusing that's fine. my... Okay, just her then. It's a chi shout. Oh, what's the saving throw? A constitution saving throw. Oh, she did very badly. She only got a four. Haha, <laughs> so she's going to take three D8 thunder damage. Roll me some damage. He pumped those beautiful angel lungs and taught that bitch a lesson. 16. She is also resistant to thunder damage and takes eight damage. What? <laughs> Can I use my bonus action to command the dancing sword to attack her? Yeah, absolutely. 10. You miss. The sword dives down and she does this really intense juke. It's, it's really unnecessary, honestly. It's like real. She's kind of making a meal out of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that one. <laughs> Bartholomew, you should try to fuck your way out of this one. Shut the fuck up, Grom. I'm just this saying, serious. you know, it, it's, it's usually your go-to. You know she killed us, right? Yes. That is the... Yes. Uh, that is the Wraith's turn now. Oh, shit. And she is going to just reach out and boop your nose. <laughs> um, Why are you making this so disrespectful, Wraith? I don't know. It's kind of cute. I think she might be into you. She definitely boops your nose. In a, in a like, I'm into you boop or like... In a way that you start to feel your nose rot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is entirely different from the two options I gave you. No, without your nose, your singing is going to be all off. And you take 12 damage. Necrotic damage. God damn it. And then it's Grog's turn. Grog sees his friend is in dire need of assistance. So he jumps down to ground level. Did you die on Sigurd's shoulders? Were I was still... up on top of the pillar. Oh, the pillar, okay. And then he whispers to an arrow as he knocks it back in his bow and he says darkness falls the arrow whispers back who on this bitch <laughs> uh, and he casts shadow arrow the creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 psychic damage on top of its regular damage and must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be unable to see anything for more than five feet away from itself until the start of my next turn. I've never seen an arrow so so dark. <laughs> 28. It hits her in the darkness. face, and blackness, blackness just surrounds her, and it looks like she's wearing like a pumpkin head, but it's black darkness. What the fuck? Yes. Um, roll me damage for that, though. It was 2d6 psychic, psychic. damage extra, yeah. She will take full psychic damage and half of your piercing. You found something she's not resistant to. 13 regular damage. 
So seven. And then nine psychic damage. Which is the full nine. 15 damage. She's putting her hands up like she wants to lift it off her, but obviously it's just darkness. So she's your hands. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Go right through it. He sees that that dealt a considerable amount of damage to her. I was hoping they were all going to be just like movie titles every time like he like pulled a <laughs> different type of arrow. So he's going to knock another arrow. And this time he whispers, breaking point. I'm excited for this saga. The arrow says, did you mean breaking point or point break? That second one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go now. It looses <laughs> off. It hits on a point and breaks into uh, its, its bursting arrow. It, right before it hits and explodes, it goes, Dad, why? <laughs> All creatures within 10 feet take 2d6 force damage. It detonates after it hits. I did tell Bartholomew that a certain hit would... If you hit the wraith, he would hit Sigurd, so I would say that that would hit Sigurd as well. Sigurd can't speak to you, but he does kind of give you the thumbs up and points to his glistening chest. He's fine. <laughs> oh my god, I got a nat fucking one. <laughs> oh, Damn. wow. You only hit Sigurd. I'm not going to do that, but you definitely missed. <laughs> Damn. It's because I whispered the wrong word. <laughs> you had an awkward conversation with the arrow. <laughs> I have failed epically. I am shamed. Sigurd is going to rage against this rage Yes. He just turns and he screams again. The wraith is screaming or he is screaming he with is silence? He is screaming with silence. His <laughs> wordless shrieks as he just pounds this bitch. But he does miss with one hit and he does eight damage halves with the other. He is trying to beat this ethereal thing, which by the way is still falling over and screaming because it has a black circle over its head that it can't get off. <laughs> she does that thing where she runs in different directions, but because there's a pillar of stones there, she just slams into it. Also, since it's stacked, she can stones. see within five feet of her. Um, she's just real dumb. I don't know. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I won't joke. <laughs> Fine. I'm just, I'm just saying. I know, I don't, I'm joking. <laughs> but one of these pillars does start, like, their stones start to crumble. This this ancient heritage site is, like, kind of falling apart, guys. No! I told you that this was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen. We were going to pull the stone out, and it was all going to fall to pieces, like the game Jenga. But he, he did call it. It's Bartholomew's turn. <laughs> this is not how I envisioned us destroying everything in the sacred <laughs> place. Did Sigurd do any damage in his rage, or he hasn't gotten to her yet? He he missed with one attack. Okay. The second attack, he didn't roll that great, so he only dealt four damage. Gotcha. He dealt more than that, but she was resistant to his bludgeoning damage. All right. How about some vicious mockery for this wraith? How would you like to bully this woman writhing on the floor with a thing over her face? <laughs> She just starts crying. <laughs> it, was going so, you now. it was going so well a minute ago. I spawned you from this stone that is now in my command, you stupid ethereal bitch. Now guess what? You're going to just give up and die. You have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Does a four pass? I think it does. <laughs> Are you really bad at singing? So now you're going to take 1d4 psychic damage. Oh, you would probably deal more damage by hitting her with something she is resistant to. Well, I got a four. Okay. Hey. 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 And 
and I still have a bonus action. And I think the sword is still... She, a sword can take another swing. It came down at her. It yeah. missed last time, but you can make an attack roll. It, like, clanged on the floor, but then it hopped back up. And it launches right at her stupid face. She doesn't even see it coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it launches at the pumpkin. Uh, dirty 20. Uh, deal some damage. Eight. She's looking hurt. She's not on death's door by any means, but she is looking kind of hurt. It's her turn. She is going to look over at Grog. Mm. Do not look at me, woman. I will cut a bitch. Or, or pierce a bitch. She uses flail. I'll, fla- I'll smack a bitch. There we go. Now I sound like a real pimp. She manipulates the darkness that you've put over her head into this horrifying hell face. And she still cannot see. No, she can't see, but you can see this hell face. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you must make a wisdom saving throw. It was a floor seven, so I'll take the table 19. <laughs> you feel something inside Deep you. In my pants? Just Why is chills. everything I'm feeling today on the inside? It chills you to the bone. You feel both terrified and that you need to get away, and also that your death is rapidly approaching. Well, I have already died once today. But... You shake it off, and you you resist whatever the end game of those feelings are. It is because I have already died once today, and I even cried about it already. I literally had a afterlife crisis once already today. <laughs> but, um, that's Grok's turn now. That's right, bitch. You look at me with a scary face. Now you can see again, only to... I have used all of my arcane arrow shots. So just fires a regular arrow <laughs> so once again it's coming up me <laughs> nat 20 nice. sweet just roll me regular damage then and she'll take the regular damage or you can roll it twice because you could not cut it in half we can just nullify her resistance if you like now do i roll twice and have you take half or just have you take six all right just take six okay she takes six yeah oh, fuck <laughs> and uh, he's, he, he rapid fires another arrow right behind it. The first arrow rips the darkness, and she's like, I can see! <laughs> <laughs> and the other one's a 21. To hit? Yeah, that hits. Can you take half of one? <laughs> just she takes one. She'll take one. <laughs> of all the things you've done to me today, that was the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> Did my arrow whisper to you? Did it say, just passing through? (laughs) (laughs) She she heartily laughed. (laughs) I like you. (laughs) Why are we all trying trying to kill me? (laughs) Roll a persuasion check. Another nat one. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, that's right, because I'm a representation of Muspelheim. And I did come here to kill that fucking Niflheim bitch who spawned on the other side. But now that you've seen that I exist and that I can come here through this portal, I have to kill you. Okay, I get it. It's like one of those tying up the loose ends sort of deals. Right, right. I understand. I just want you to know I don't blame you. I would do the same thing. Professionals. Professionals. I appreciate that. Yes. If if tables were turned, if I was sitting at your table and you were sitting here outside of the table that was being sat at, then I would be sitting there eating my food and then saying the same things to you. Uh, Sigurd looks over at you, say, having this conversation with this wraith, and he's giving you, like, intense, confused face, but he is 
punching the shit out of her <laughs> this whole time. And he hit twice. He deals 10 damage. And she's <laughs> she's like nodding dead. to you and smiling, like enjoying your professional rapport. She barely exists anymore. <laughs> she's just shredding. <laughs> He's just shredding her, her like ethereal form with his fist. Every time his fist hits him, magical his magical rage just disrupts reality. <laughs> and it's Bartholomew's turn. There is a part of me that is actually really disappointed that this has to happen. <laughs> I know we've been throwing the word bitch around a lot, but I've really kind of become to think of you as not quite as of a bitch. How far away am I from this wraith? You're very close to her. You're within I'm 10 feet of her. There's no point in pulling the instrument out now to try and soothe her while she gets beat to death. Because she's <laughs> she's almost dead. I feel like that's going to be a little insulting. Um, almost like I'm playing the bagpipe at her funeral. All right, so I'm just going to attack her with my scimitar then. <laughs> she's, she's still looking at Grog and she goes, uh, excuse me, the the little one's gonna, he's gonna attack me now. She yeah, looks, no, no, it is, it is his turn. <laughs> she looks at Bardalio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's an eleven. With your modifier added. Yeah. It misses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I know how it feels. <laughs> Bardalio whiffs, but he does. Cool little spin around and then grabs the rest of his health potion and chugs Jeez. the rest of it <laughs> as his bonus action. He almost looks at her apologetically. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Just remember I missed. <laughs> Basically. That gives me uh, 7 HP back. She looks at you with your apologetic look. Her face almost begins to melt, and like this horrifying demon skull underneath it. Um, give me a wisdom saving throw. What's she doing, Grog? You had a rapport going. I mean, it's oh, kind no. of like that thing I saw in Mortal Kombat once. Oh shit! Three. Bartholomew. Yes. This thing that you are seeing breaks your brain, and. I have an advantage on being frightened. Because of a halfling, you may roll one more time and see if you pass this time. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. Five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to be brave in the face of this. Just know that I tried, Grog. You are terrified of this thing, and you feel like you don't want to be anywhere near it. You don't have to run away necessarily, but you cannot move towards it. You cannot attack it. But And if you attack anything while it's in your sight, you have disadvantage. This particular brand of fear comes with another effect, which I will roll for now. You feel something almost like pull at your skin. You feel it aches in your joints. You look down at your feet and the hair there, little wisps of gray appear in it. You have aged six years. Oh, shit. Instantly. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> she advanced my life through so much fear? She advanced your actual life. Dear God, what has become of me, Grog? It's now Grog's turn. Has it been 20 I years? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening here. You used to look much younger than me. Now you look a little bit closer. You look Help a little bit more me. grizzled. I've become an ancient one. Sigurd rolls his eyes because six years isn't that much. <laughs> <laughs> Help uh, me, Sigurd. Grog looks at the wraith and he says, you have wronged me. 
and my friends, I can never forgive you. You are now my mortal enemy. And he knocks back an arrow and he whispers to the arrow, a swift death to you who have wronged me. The arrow goes, fuck yeah, a <laughs> swift death to you who have wronged me. 27. You let loose the arrow and it just goes, <laughs> just the whole way until it lands Shit, on her. I didn't know I had screaming arrows. <laughs> Roll damage and you will also add 1d6 damage to your regular damage. Terrifying concept for this wraith. As a screaming arrow comes scorching towards her face. So it was nine. Finisher. Grog sees that this wraith is kind of dissipating after the last arrow that he put up, put through her. Uh, and he just kind of walks up and he takes the stone out of his pocket and he says, It all started with this. And now it will end with this. And he holds the stone up to see what it does. She looks deep into the blue stone and she says, I'm glad you don't have any loose ends. And she is sucked back into Muspelheim. She is sucked backwards through the portal of the stone gate as you hold the Niflheim stone in front of her. The magical energy that's been crackling around kind of dies down. The stones go a little quiet, like as far as how they feel to you. You are not frightened anymore, Bartholomew. You're six years older, though. You're just six years older. I don't older. regain my youthful composition. This is insane. You look so... I don't even recognize you anymore. It's like you're a totally different person. It's like I've been aged 50 years. Also, you notice that the power emanating from Sigurd also dies down. He's no longer in a rage. Are these your testicles? Ew. <laughs> Do they belong to you? Were they a part of you? Did they come out of you? Should they be a part of you? Sigurd goes to speak, this time seeming to think he should expect it to work, but it still does not. Okay. And you cannot hear him. Still annoying. It was. I thought it was a joke before, but now he's still doing it. He's like clawing at his throat a little bit, trying to figure it out. Like he seems a lot calmer than he was a minute ago. I poke him with a stone. (laughs) Um, In his thigh. A swirling of arcane energy comes out when you poke him with the stone. And the gate that was below the stone doesn't really open and something comes through. But a... It's almost like, you know, you're, you're scrying on someone. You can see through it. It's like a, a portal you can view through. And a I woman... I touch him again, and then I pulled it off. And then I touch him again, and then I pulled it off. <laughs> it just stays for when you touched him. It op- once the portal opened, it opened. Inside is the woman who looks like the, the wraiths, but she's not a wraith. And you guys knew that this kind of looked like Elena. Look, Sigrad, it's your wife. <laughs> he's, he's looking at her, and he's, like, pointing at himself and, like, his mouth and like mimicking the tentacle thing (laughs) 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 trying to like play charades here (laughs) um i don't understand what you're trying to tell me (laughs) wavy arm arm wavy uh lena says she looks to him and she goes i'm sorry sigurd it's not a curse it's a key i wasn't completely honest with you but when i learned Of the power that you could hold, I knew that I had to do this, and the only way you'd agree is if you thought I was casting the other spell. If I didn't do this, Jotunheim would be destroyed. Your brother is there on a diplomatic mission. And she looks over to Bardalamu and Grog. I'm afraid while he holds this key, he won't be able to speak. 
but I need you guys to take him to Jotunheim. Wait, are you telling me he's going to be mute this whole trip? I'm afraid so. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> but whatever you do, don't let his father find out. Who is his father? His father is Odin, king of Asgard. Oh, wait. What? This, wait. When you get to Jotunheim, ask for Thor. Sigurd left more than one life behind when he became a stave. He and his family didn't get along very well. In fact, when you meet Thor, Sigurd's not going to be too happy about it. Sigurd's off to the side kicking a mound of dirt with his hands in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Thor doesn't know that what he's doing is dangerous to the Jotuns, but he needs to know, and I need you guys to deliver that. Wait, do we still get... We were supposed to get a paid... Not until the end. But, well, what was the end? What was originally... You know what? That's what a good question, What originally get paid for? Because now I'm thinking this is a secondary job to original original plan. And here I thought he didn't have business smarts. I, I don't necessarily care about business, but I do know that he has lots of children to care for. Can you stop telling everyone we meet that? He well, nods yeah. at you guys. Um, you can tell that he feels like the job is satisfied. He looks over to Elena, and he looks deeply sad by this turn of events. But he also kind of looks to you guys with acknowledgement that, like, I didn't even know this was a thing. It's okay. You know, when when a woman lies to you and then leaves you, it is a hard thing to talk about. Anybody would rage out, man. Exactly. I would do. I've I got would, like I three would just, ex-wives. I you know, know live inside my own head for a while and, and just let it fester. He feels really touched by this and brings you guys in for a little hug. But you guys uh, are like toddler size to him. Yeah. So <laughs> Does he have to <laughs> kneel down? Okay, you can get your penis away from my face. You know, it's not too bad, actually. It looks pretty regular size. <laughs> and that's where we'll end our session. <laughs>